three, two, one. Welcome to Sober in the States Basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Jorge and Alec. You know what? We're just going to go with it. Because sometimes off screen, you got to get the dream team for episode 15. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just how you, how we do it at the Sober in the States. Because we are a team. We are a community. Alec. It didn't have the word stretch in it. Yeah. Well, I never got to stretch Armstrong as a kid. So I hate that word. Okay. And that's how we're going to go with this. But Alec, episode 15, let's celebrate. It's basically my quinceanera, which is what I was going to go with. And then I kind of just did it because I got interrupted by someone. Alec, who did I get interrupted by? Well, the uh, I guess that would be our, our producer, but we do have a guest on today. You guys may recognize him from a previous episode. And I guess uh, if you listen to the baseball episode, you also, or excuse me, baseball podcast. Wow, off to a great start here. Um, if you listen to the baseball podcast, you know him very well. We have Trippin' B on today. Trippin', how we doing? I'm doing great, guys. Yeah, I'm, it's not just one episode. I'm a, I'm a regular uh, co-host of the base of the Sower in the States baseball. Proud, proud co-host. And uh, excited for baseball to be coming back sometime soon. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Love uh, being on with you to talk NBA. Big fan of the show. You guys are crushing it lately. Talking all kinds of good topics, keeping it relevant for the people, and busting rhymes every once in a while. I don't know, but I don't know about the, the rhyme was a little weak coming to this one, Jorge. I got to say, but I think you know that, so I don't. I don't need to rub it in. You, you know, like in, in my head, I had this whole plan because it was you know 15, I'm Mexican, so I was gonna do like a whole like quinceanera bit, mm-hmm. and then. I was trying to get it ready. And then everybody kind of got on zoom and like, we haven't even seen you. You've been Mm -hmm. world traveler, Dan. So I kind of got distracted just catching up with you that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't finish it. And then you asked for it. And then it's just like all the pressure. I just, I I caved in the pressure. I couldn't do it. I choked. It was your quinceanera and I had to dare you. And you know, it was kind of, it ended up scaring you, but Ah. don't feel like a failure. Can we can we run I'll never that back fail you again? Rhyme? Like what's yeah, what are we doing on this? Right, stick it in the intro. You know what? It's just gonna it's just gonna be a long-standing intro. We're spitting bars, got that Charlotte flair coming in spicy with the barbecue. Who oh Charlotte FC, you know how it is. Dark, crown, dark baby. day, dark, dark day for the crown, but such is life sometimes. I don't really know what that situation is. We might save that for the football podcast because we have a podcast for all three sports because we are an enterprise of massive proportions incorporated llc (laughs) anyway dude another week with no sober news what is what is going on it's two weeks in a row we had to bring dan back onto the show because he just has so much to say i just i need to know what's going on in the nba circle of life because Things I don't know. I feel like things are starting to get a little testy. Maybe I feel like maybe the honeymoon phase is over and like mm-hmm. reality is kind of setting in. Things are starting to plateau. So, in the past, since we've last talked, how how is your basketball NBA so rare experience going? It's gone well. Uh, it's been a fun first year. You know, I, I think you guys are right. You you uh, I really liked your episode last week where you kind of talked about is so rare getting harder because I was wondering that to myself, thinking that at the same time, like. It definitely seems like it's getting a little harder as a more cards get released. There's so there's more cards of good players in play. Obviously, they just you know the 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 waterfall never stops, as I like to say. Like or you know just keeps 
spouting out new cards and the more cards in the game, the more people can use them. The It's just a mathematical equation. The higher scores are going to be needed to win because you know how they have the whole thing about, you know, if, uh, if a hundred monkeys sat in a room for a hundred years and, and typed on typewriters, they would eventually write a great novel. Like there's just, <laughs> if you have volume, if you have enough volume of stuff, then things are going to happen. Someone out there in the so real world is going to find that random combination that, and more and more people will find it and keep pushing those scores up and up and up uh, with all these cards in play. So my wins probably have gotten a little um, less impressive in the last three or four weeks. Uh, I can't remember when I was on last time, if I had fully moved into the so rare into the super rare division or not, but I did uh, about a month and a half ago, sort of push into, or no, about two months ago, I pushed into the super rare division because I felt like the prizes would be good. So I've been, I'm playing at all levels. I'm not playing at the unique level, but I'm playing limited, playing rare. My rare champion is pretty weak, but I've I've, I've had some pretty decent luck in super rare until the injury bug just got me. I, I bought, I, I liked when, when I bought into the super rare, you could still do it with three SRs and two rares. So I bought Ooh, three yeah. super rares and I put a few good rares with them. And I won my first time in, I won like seventh place and I won uh, Evita Zubach. Oh, there you and, go. And Zubak was doing good for me. So I want I, I sort of got a mini snow. I wouldn't quite call it a snowball, but I would call it like an ice cube, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Just like it, <laughs> I had a little bit of a thing like rolling and slipping down the tracks with Super Air for a while. And then I won a few more and I bought a few more when I needed them. And uh I won an Alec Burks. And then he, for a while, then Detroit injury problems actually made him that like an elite card and, and people were like trying to buy it off me. And it, that was crazy. But I I, I held on to him. I'm trying to st- I want Walker Kessler. Kessler's been like he's pushing like me. I don't think he can get rookie of the year, but he is one of the most important so, rookies of this year. I, I I think he's more defensive stat guy than than I popping offense. But he's been a great rookie. So my wins have held out. I eventually did. I posted uh, Zubak was selling at like 0.6.7, but he was like a hot card because his L10 got pretty low. And then he had some nice matchups coming up and his L10 got down like under 20 because oh, wow. uh, of some bad games. And so all of a sudden, like I there was this huge market for Zubak and this guy just kept making me offers. He offered me like 0.6. I said, no. He, uh, and <laughs> I had, I had it posted. I posted it for what I call the, uh, the F U price, like the, like the, uh, yeah. The, I had him post for 1.1 ETH because I'm like, no one's going to pay this, I, you know, but if it, I don't really want to sell him, but I'd be happy if it sold this price. You know, I'm sure you guys have done similar mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like that. I have some Jersey mints like that. Yeah. So I posted him at the FU price of 1.1. This guy offered me 0. 0.6. I said, no, 0. 0.7, no, 0. 0.8, no. And then he actually just went all the way up and bought the damn thing for 1.1. <laughs> so that was nice because I spent about 0. 0.75, 0. 0.8 ETH on all my super rares and then Oh, so I'm actually that. like in theory in the green and super rare if I added it up. So that's going well. But now with some of my blue cards getting injured, like uh I'm not I've had a bad few bad few weeks in there. I've only won some some tier fives in, in recent weeks there. So and honestly, that's that's kind of happening to me in rare and limited also. I've just my wins have gone from tier threes to tier fives because I haven't been paying as good of attention. And the NBA is tough. The NBA season change like you fall away from NBA. What do you guys think? If you fall away from NBA for a week, you have to do like another week's worth up to catch up to really know where everything is, where everybody is, right? Yeah, I mean, no, it feels I, like there's times you miss like an afternoon, like forget like a, a slate of games, you miss an afternoon of news. And I mean, starting rotations have fully changed, injuries have happened. 
I mean, cards have been fully, you know, they've quadrupled in price because the the starter got hurt. So, I mean, a week is is tough, but I mean, you look at sometimes it's it's you miss an afternoon of news or you miss one tweet and and that's it. Well, not not yeah. even on that too. It's like just missing enough time. Like same thing, like December with the holidays, family, like personal stuff, like whatever. Like I was kind of like I was in. I had one foot in, right? I was dipping my toe in the pool, but like I wasn't really fully in there. And by the time that like the new year came around, I was like, all right, I got the chance to like really sit down and like go through things. Like none of my, like the cohesiveness in my team was like completely gone. Either like mm -hmm. L10s went up too high injuries. Like they just lost their role. Like maybe like stepped down a little bit, lost in form. And like, dude, it was chaos. I like had to go in and like sell buy. Like I like my whole like roster just went like complete. It just blew up. And even, even now I'm still kind of trying to get out of that. I'm still trying to figure out what pieces I'm trying to move and like what things I can do while still trying to stay competitive, which th this week might be the worst week I've had since the game came out. I'm winning a tier five common and that's it in six lineups. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I'm looking at is a tier five common and that's because they feel bad and they just give you one automatically. So uh, I, I feel similar, man. It's like, you have to like, I, I feel like I need like I've so I traveled a lot for work and I'm I'm a huge uh, TCU football fan and I was lucky enough Ooh. to get to go to like see them play in the college football playoffs uh, the, in the semis and the final and that was great and that was fun that's like life experience and you got to live your life and whatnot but like doing that and traveling and hanging out with old friends and drinking excessively and whatnot and go to concerts and whatnot <laughs> uh, also took a, a trip to Mexico this past week so like I'm like. I'm completely out of touch with my own gallery, basically. And it's it's like a weird place to be in. And so I'm with you, Jorge. Like it's time this weekend, I think, is when I'll finally get the first chance in in a few weeks to really sit down and be like, okay, which of my cards are actually playable? I've just been kind of like jamming lineups in quick. I haven't even been really like considering matchups or or even really projections that much. I've just kind of been jamming lineups in, and that's probably why my win uh quality has gone down. I'd have to think. So I don't know if I can get it back. Can I get it back? Or should I be like, yeah, MLS is coming back. I'm going to be really focused on soccer again. Should I just like sell my NBA collection? But I want to hold on to these cards. I think like there is something to be said, like when it comes to the process of building a snowball and like trying to like have your cards just win cards for you. your money, make money, you know, as they say, like when you can just like not even be, have to worry about buying cards hardly anymore. And they're just every, you're still having great, great new cards coming to your gallery to get to that point. I feel like I have a pretty solid foothold towards that, towards that like status, not as good as some players in this game who've really been crushing it, but like, I'm sort of a sub I have, I, mean, I got like, you know, 60 cards or whatever. I'm somewhat established in all the rarity scarcities and whatnot. So like, do I really want to sell out or should I do the work to like get my gallery back in shape? That's kind of like the internal debate I've been having this past few days. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, yeah, I feel like especially like this week too, though, because you were talking about like kind of how the, the teams haven't been doing well. I feel like there was a ton of like really high scores across the board this week. Um, I mean, especially stuff. on what was that Monday, I think. Um, I mean, there were a bunch of big name stars that all went off. And then you even had guys that like still put up like decent numbers, like still putting up a 30 or so. Um, but I mean, guys were dropping 60, 70 points that typically have an L10 of, of 20 to 30. So yeah, you um, looked into that, didn't you? Of, I did actually. Well, at least my, so my common champion team kind of looked into that. Um, you had Gabe Vincent? Scoring 70. I did not have Gabe Vincent. Yeah. Now. He's the one that seems like uh, from the attention I've been able to pay, it seems like he's like, the moneymaker these last few game weeks. 
Yeah, I do have TJ McConnell though, which I kind of nice. lucked into that. That was like uh, that. from a, I think it was, it was either a swap from one random player. I got him from from a reward. I can't remember exactly, but um, with Halliburton out, he's been absolutely killing it. So um, he put up sixty four on Monday with an L ten of I think twenty three. So um, that's that's going to get me a limited in common champion, which I'm I'm real excited about because when we talked about New Year's resolutions, that was. That was one of them was to get a limited out of champs. So knock that out, I guess, what, a week later, two weeks later. Um, so I guess now Congratulations. I can well done. back and relax and New Year's done on to 2024. But uh, man, it's it's been uh, kind of a crazy game week this week for sure. Listen, don't go getting comfortable now because you have one good game week and then the next week you don't win nothing. And I'm learning that the hard way. Which, by the way, wasn't necessarily my fault, but these early locks have got to go. Because I'm not saying that, you know, I had the greatest week that I had last week, but then all of a sudden, like this early lock at like 1 p.m. All of a sudden, now I'm not winning anything like a little rough. And I get it like holidays are going to be like that. And props to whoever has the opportunity to, uh, you know, really hop in there and pay attention before lock. But yeah, just not having news, like only one game in the afternoon. So you only had news for one. It was I definitely got the uh, the bad end of that. And uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is what it is, but life keeps rolling on. Before before we move on, I kind of want to ask you because me and Alec mostly just play limited, and I know you're like in kind of like all three scarcities, and like I have plans on moving up to rare. I haven't won one from limited champ yet, but I'm close. I'm getting really, really close. You will. What? How would you? How would you say the competitiveness between like each scarcity is like? Obviously, moving up to rare has its like own set of like different challenges and stuff like what would you say the biggest difference is between like all three scares i think it's you can get by with maybe with just a little bit lower scores in the higher scarcities just because there's there's fewer cards in play there's not quite as many perfect combos and just like people who have gave vincent tj mcconnell and luca all on the same lineup you know just randomly <laughs> things like that so that helps uh it's still really competitive though it was a lot to be honest rare was pretty soft when you could play uh limiteds and rares when you could play up a scarcity because everyone was putting their luca rares in the super rare division and there was still there was obviously a lot of luca limiteds coming up to the rare division also but they didn't have quite as high of a bonus so they weren't doing quite as much damage and so yeah that made it easier i i, I you know not to complain about things that we can't change but man i i really think uh that so rare hurt us or may, i personally would call it a mistake for the small time smaller time player to uh uh remove the mixed scarcities as quickly as they did they they could have at least kept it to the all-star break i feel you know they could have made an announcement but i know that higher value players were sick of you know, pe- people that had spent a lot of money on super rares you ask about you know what's the difference in the super rare division is that you can get by with you know slightly scrubbier players because you're just, you know, you're not fate, you know, your competition's a little thinner. So those, those people I think were the ones that, that had spent a lot of money and were complaining loudly about Luca rares being in their super rare division and, and keeping them out of prizes and things like that. So who knows what really happened? They, they, when they announced it, they said, you know, based on user feedback, we're making this move, which I, I, I said, I would like to see that user feedback, but uh, <laughs> I need receipts. Yeah. It's just one person on Twitter. That's it. Right. Exactly. It's just, uh, you know, a few, uh, a few people who probably don't in Europe who don't even know much about basketball to be perfectly honest, but um, I encourage 
you know, playing at the level you can afford. I I'm just lucky enough to have ha- had extra crypto sitting around that I bought years and years and years ago that let me spend money that I never, cause there's no way I couldn't spend like my personal income. I can't spend my rent money on so rare cards, you know, like, so <laughs> if I wasn't in the spot where I was, you know, sort of lucky that I invested in crypto five years ago uh, and not, not as much as I wish I had, obviously, but I have yeah. enough that I'm able to like play in the rares and, and, you know, have rares and super rares in, in soccer and hoops and MLB. And that, that makes it fun for me, but I'd probably be having just as much fun if I was only in the limited. I'm not, I'm not ever like uh, going to crap on anyone who's just sticking in the limited division. Cause I think there's a great game and it's, it's more, it's even more competitive because there's more cards in play. I think it's definitely harder to win top prizes in limited as, as uh, compared to in, in the uh, higher scarcities for sure. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of my struggle for sure is that I want to play rare, but I know I don't have enough funds to competitive, stay competitive in rare, right? Like right. Sure, to, I could probably, to do the weekly changing yeah. guys in and out and things like that. Yeah. Like obviously it's probably not as crazy as it is in limited and like maybe not as like fluid and liquid, but mm-hmm. there's still like, there's going to be situations where I'm like, Oh, I need to go get this guy or this guy's just not working out or he's benched resting. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, cool. Like I don't have the ETH to just go and drop and just fill that gap. So I don't like, I feel like it'd just be a wasted, like it'd be poor allocation on my part mm-hmm. to go out and buy a team of rares and then be like, it could be next game week that I'm just like completely stuck. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, right. And that that's where I am with my super rare team right now, because what I tried to do, I'm exactly like you. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I, well, I, at first I was like, well, let me get some core blue cards and then my rotating guys will just be red cards. Right. You know, until they changed, they got rid of the mixed scarcity. So now, but even then what I, the guys I targeted knowing that I couldn't really buy a ton of super rares, but wanting to be in the division, I targeted like those mid range guys. All my guys are like between 20 and 30. I only play contender. I don't try champion. I just have like between 20 and 30 guys. And I have guys that, you know, we're just going to play and get minutes. I have Max Struess for the heat uh kelly olenic for the jazz and marvin bagley for the pistons before he got hurt and brandon clark for memphis those were the four guys i bought you know because they none of those guys are flashy but they're all they're all in play and they all are going to get about 20 to 25 minutes a night and like i figured i could could work with that and i have worked with that i've been like i said i've been able i got a top set i got seventh place in the super rare division with a team that was like max struess Kelly Olynyk, Brandon Clark, uh, Ma- Marvin Bagley. You know these these are not these are not That's household the names. These are not yeah. The, yeah. These are, so, but yeah, I got a top ten finish and got a got a Zubac that I sold for one ETH. So, there there can be payoff. It, that was again that was two months ago when the game was even being like the game keeps growing. And so not only are there oh, yeah. more cards in play, but there's more people buying them and using them. So, it's just I know from playing DraftKings that. It's not even those players don't even have to be good. Like our, the the new competition coming in against us doesn't even have to be really that good at the game necessarily. By sheer volume and dumb luck, they will push the average scores higher for what you need to win a prize and to win a podium for sure. Yeah, especially yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Alec. I interrupted you. I'm sorry, pal. No, you're good, dude. I was gonna say, like with a guy like Max Struss, I mean, it's he's not gonna do anything flashy, but if he's hitting his three point shot, I mean, mm-hmm. he could 
there, there's really no limit on how many he could score. Right. He's got um, 40, I mean, he can, high 40s and 50s for me before as well. Yeah. I mean, he can go yeah. seven of 11 for that's great numbers to pick off the top of my head. He can go mm-hmm. seven for 11 from three. And those are the only shots that he attempts that night. But I mean, right off the bat, that's 21 points. He's probably right. getting an assist and a rebound in there, too. Yeah. So, you I mean, get, that's a with super rare. Night. You get five points for a three because you have four plus 20, 25. Ooh. So you get, you get the extra one for the, the XP bonus. So yeah, every tray is five points. It's great. So you love to see those shots go up for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, stress- just like filling out the back end. Like yeah. I mean, PJ Tucker on for me in limited is a guy that his L10 is always going to be nine or 10, but he's playing 25, 30 minutes a night. You know, you're getting that out of him. And honestly, for me, that's fine. Yeah. So if you're going to make the the jump, if you're going to make the push up, that's what my advice would be. Like if you're going from limited to rare or rare to super rare, you just got to don't, don't, just tr- first try to get contender, go to contender first and just recognize that you're not going to be spending a bunch on MVP because the champion division is where you have to have a couple different MVP options Sheesh. and a secondary, like almost MVP Energy and code. you have, and you have to be streaming guys in and out, like who are the hot picks of the moment. Cause you have to get down, you know, you have to get a couple, you have to get a couple like uh, one or two, like, under 20 l10s that are going to pop and and stuff like that so uh but if you want to play it more consistently just target contender and get guys that are cheap but not flashy scout about you know who looks a little underpriced compared to guys with similar scores that's what i did for super rare it 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 was paying off for a while now it's not um, two of my guys are injured and i sold zoo box so now my super is like uh it's kind of just a throw in at this point so now I'm kind of like, man, maybe I should just sell these guys off. Walker Kessler's actually in pretty high demand. Um, but I think I'm just going to stick with it. I think I'm going to keep my guys and, and see where yeah. they go. I'll say year one edition on them. And uh, and I, I like that. So the, the other thing I want to talk to you guys about is as hard as it's been now, as hard as it, as it is, if you step away, like I have been kind of stepped away from like the very day-to-day hardcore news last three or four weeks it's about to be that hard for everybody, right? Cause it's about to, we're getting closer and closer each day to tanking season where even if you stay on top of the news and follow it a hundred percent all the way every day, you're still like going to be struggling to figure out who's where, who's actually playing tonight, who's going to get the minutes, where the usage is going to come from. So tanking season is going to be crazy. And I'm really uh, wild and pumped to see like how it plays out on so rare with just total scrubs, getting huge markets for a spike and then like their value disappears again. And the next we're on to the next person. I don't know. It's gonna be crazy. I, I don't really, and that's a hard one because another thing that I noticed, which is kind of funny that you brought that up with like the whole rotation and tanking season, which is definitely right around the corner. There are some teams that are really starting to look a little rough, like the Pistons. Yeah. <laughs> and the Rockets right. and the Spurs. Right. And they are. But something I noticed the other day while like digging through so rare data and just like scra- scraping the bottom of the barrel, there are G League players that are unassigned to teams that are being minted on so rare. Like there's, I, w- I was sending them to Alec the other day. There's two Magic players that like literally got waived before the season started that had cards minted. There's G League players that haven't made their NBA debut that have been minted but haven't played anything would you say it might be time to start going up and picking some of these guys up for like maybe the lower teams like obviously some of these teams are going to get very competitive and as the trade deadline comes up like there's going to be some moves and that's a whole nother thing how is the market going to react to trades because we are like right on the verge of like 
news starting to fly. There's already like rumors that are starting to catch a lot of wind. Is now the time to start preparing for that? Like, is this something like we really got to start looking at this and weighing our options? And I don't want to say like gambling, but like placing our bets on some of these guys that are like really going to step up right now in the next coming weeks. It's it's very tough because, I mean, you don't want to say gamble, but it it 1000% would be a gamble if you go out and start chasing guys in the event that they get picked up and play. Um, you know, yeah, their card might only be, you know, one or two bucks here and there, but you go pick up 15, 20 of those guys that adds up pretty quick. So um, it's I, I think you have to find the right situation. You want to find a guy that's either been on a team and got cut or is on a two way contract and kind of keeps moving up and down. Um, the Bulls won't get to this point, but your guy, Dale and Terry. Is a, hey. is a great example of that, who's bounced up and down from the G League, um, who actually scored in France today. So he's one of the uh, the few NBA players who have ever scored on multiple continents during a uh, regular mm-hmm. season game. So part of a uh, elite crew. It may have only been one game, but uh, it's it still counts. So I, I think you got to find the right situation rather than just simply going out to buy guys that you see that are, you know, not on teams in the G league and just hope that something works out. Cause it can get expensive very quick. And you're also more than likely going to take a loss on that investment too. If it doesn't pan out. I mean, some of these guys are like a dollar dude, like, come on, <laughs> like limited, like take the flyer. Like I got some random limited that I picked up the other day, Bryce McGowan. He's actually in Charlotte. He's just popping off for some reason. I have no news whatsoever, but his price graph when I was like looking before the show, just completely spiked. So I don't know what's going over there. Again, there's Charlotte so- is definitely going to start tanking soon. I can I can confirm that. that yeah. As a Charlotte Breaking resident, news: Lamelo Ball stubs toe in the morning. He's out. For <laughs> actually, he hurt his leg last night. Yeah, yeah. He actually yeah. got hurt last night. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I live I in Charlotte. I'm not a Hornets fan, so, but I I, I do uh, know a little bit about the team just from just from being here through osmosis, and uh, they are not good. They're in fact very bad. So I would expect them to sort of tank and try to build around LaMelo and, and try to go for the Winyama. But that would have to mean, I mean, I think they would keep a guy like PJ Washington, but maybe Mason Plumley moves somewhere else, you know, and like, and that's going to open up people. This is a pretty well-known situation. I'm not, I'm not revealing a big secret here, but that opens up minutes for Mark Washington, who's a young, highly touted rookie who's been playing a little bit more and, and Nick Richards, who I think is hurt right now. But uh, I I have Richards and 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 Washington, and I even have JT Thor because I don't follow the Hornets super close. But the one thing I do know is that Mason Plumlee is trash. So <laughs> I was like, I know at some point Plumlee's going to be out of here. So yeah, Mark uh, Mark Williams, Nick Richards, and uh, JT Thor. I I'm investing in all of them because I figure one of them will emerge. So we'll see. I think Plumlee had a really good week, or excuse me, really good game the other day because um, he's like one of the he's. 32 so not that he's old by any means on that roster but when you look at who else they have he's kind of one of the the veterans so he's a guy that's probably gonna eventually move to the bench but um when was it or he could be yeah, moved I mean, he's for like had, depth for a, a playoff team right in theory i don't maybe if anyone yeah he could be him, i mean knows. he's still playing 30 minutes a night he scored 43 point or so rare points on uh the 16th so i think that was monday um, so, I mean, he's still putting up good scores. So it's kind of one of those things that like, do you want him on the court? Cause he's making everyone else around him better. Or do you fully just embrace the tank? Say you've done everything you can this season. We're going to throw Nick Richards and uh, Mark Williams out there for 40 minutes a night and just see what happens. Yeah. And that's just one team. I mean, there's other, like, if you're looking at so, like, the Raptors are probably going to have like, 
these this is a franchise that has been very consistently good in the NBA for several years, including winning a title a few years ago. And they're out of playoff position right now. They're not even in a pl- they're not even in the play in tournament. And so, do they blow it up? And I have a ton of Raptors cards. I have a Scotty so. Barnes. I have a Fred Van Vliet. I have a, an OG Anunoby. I have a Chris Boucher. So like, like I'm very closely watching them because I feel like Van Vliet could be pretty attractive to a contender Ugh. that needs needs some scoring. You know, so so I. <laughs> He he I've had a very love hate relationship with Van Vliet this year, but I would love to see him go to uh you know somebody, maybe somebody that like can contend or make a push. No. Yeah, Portland. No, you know, <laughs> Oklahoma City. So how is Oklahoma City in playoff position is one thing which is absolutely insane. Because Jalen Williams, their rookie, is having just a phenomenal season. Josh Giddy right now is yeah, just Giddy's like great. can't miss a shot. Like S- SGA. Yeah, door doors having like OKC is low key like kind they of don't play right any now. defense is the problem with them. So I, I no, but they'll outscore you anyway. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. It's incredible to watch as just an outsider. If you don't have any cards in the game and you just don't care who scores and who doesn't, it is fantastic to watch. Yeah, I could see maybe uh, Jakob Podol uh, uh, could be on the move from San Antonio. They're playing horrible right now. Yeah. I feel like San Antonio needs to like buy people instead of get rid of them. Like. Right, right now, I mean, right. fourteen and thirty-one. They may want to blow it up. I, I don't know. Uh, some of the guys I'm speculating on, I don't know their contract statuses, which would obviously play into it. But still, uh, well, I'll I, tell I'm you, just looking at guys who might might looking at teams that might want to blow it up. I'm looking at the Spurs. I'm looking at the Raptors. I'm definitely looking at the Wizards. Oh, Porzingis has is in the process of falling off a cliff, like he always does. The Magic. Sorry, Jorge. They whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Rumor around the trade block is that Van Vliet's coming to Orlando, which I really, really Orlando's know. a buying a buying club. Wow, that's, that's ah, it's insane. Yeah. Listen, at, right now, yeah, I mean, I it, it's starting to look like Orlando has its core, you know, with Franz Paolo, you know, Jonathan Isaac's playing basketball again. We have Wendell Carter who's having a great season. You know, Markel Fultz is finally breaking out. Finally, maybe if he can stay healthy, like, come on now, Alec, put this guy in his place. Come on, oh. I, I want to, but he's kind of right. So, I, like, I can't. <laughs> Let's go. That's true. And you're like, the, I mean, the problem is though, like, they're they're in the worst spot right now because right now they are they're four and a half games back of the play-in spot. Yep. But they're also six games back from having the worst record in the East. So they're like mm-hmm. half. It, it's like what the Bulls were for the longest time, or the the Bears were always really good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're right in the middle of do you fully tank or do you make a move? And more often than not, whatever decision you make is gonna backfire. Um, which just it's it, it's tough, but it happens. So I mean it's I would love to see the magic go for it because they have such a good young core, but at the same time, like them making the playing game and either making the playoffs, but then losing to the one seed or losing in the playing game is worse for them than if they just fully tank, you get a top four pick, you make that right. young court even better. So like as a fan, it's a tough spot to be in because obviously you don't want to see your team lose, but if it pays off and you get Scoot Henderson or Victor Wambanyama, like it, that roster is set right there. Like you are uh, automatically in playoff contention starting in uh summer, summer league next year. What this team needs is a veteran presence someone that could hang on the perimeter and actually sink threes because the ball movement's getting there. We can score in the paint. Almost like 80% of our points come from the paint. We just have no perimeter shooting. And our defense is also kind of trash where we get lit up on the perimeter too. Like kinda. we could get, 
Okay, yeah, it's fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad, yeah. It, but that's but that's every team in the NBA right now. There is no defense anymore. Defense is gone. Like teams are putting up 150, 130, like regularly. Like we're having like crazy 50 point games, like more than like probably ever in the history of the NBA right now. The way it's going, like nobody's playing defense right now. It's it's all comes down to who can outshoot the other team, and that's what the magic can't do right now. So but then once you get to the playoffs, that's when everyone starts playing defense. So you you can make get to the playoffs all you want by not playing defense, but you're going to be in big trouble once that finally comes. Eh, no, let, let the rookies get the experience. Let them get to the playoffs. Let them feel it. So then next year, we'll really come out shooting, you know? So speaking of, it's a little too early to start planning for, but so rare in the NBA playoffs. It's going to be wild, I think. Ooh, like I can't wait I, for that. I really enjoyed the baseball playoffs, the way that they broke it down fun. by round instead of game week. And uh, with the bait, with, NBA being even more expansive, more teams and long, you know, you generally longer series, I think could be fun. Could be real wild. So with, I don't know. At some, how point, I about, at some point you will need to start setting up your deck. I feel like if for, to, to stack a few playoff teams so that, you know, if you want to keep playing, cause the prize, the one thing about the MLB playoffs is the prizes weren't always that great. So we'll see how well they do for us here uh, when it comes to NBA. I mean, but there's already teams that you could already say you could start scooping up, like start loading that's up true. on Boston players, 100%, start loading yeah, up true. on yeah. Denver Nuggets, because yeah. some of these teams are really just separating themselves from the rest. And then there's that mid table where there's nobody really knows what's going to go on. Like, like the Bulls who uh, played in Paris today. They what? sure did. And we won. Bulls are a f- officially back. Was, was there a so rare? Was there a so rare company office outing to go to the NBA game? Let's, Yo, because I saw David Silver was at their office. Yeah. So and we'll get into that because I wrote this whole thing. They actually released a panel discussion. If anybody hasn't checked it out yet on the so rare YouTube page, um, they did have a kind of like panel and they taped it. It was Nico with uh, Silver and the head of the NBA PA, which her name is completely slipping my mind. I literally had it written down somewhere. Tamika and, Tremaglio. Yes. Thank you. Sick assist, bro, for the alley-oop. Yes, sir. Lob City over here. They were in the office. Uh, It was really, really great. Um, It looks like the NBA is actually getting pretty involved with So Rare. Uh, From from what I gather from it is that they really, really view it as a strategic partnership for the NBA to break out in Europe. Um, From, like, what they were saying is that, like, they've had a hard time breaking into the European market, and they really enjoy what so rare is doing with they're they're targeting the next generation in fan engagement to where like they can pull in these younger crowds get the next generation in with me and you've seen it whether it was top shot you know they're the nba is really front-footed on like the next generation of the internet social media content like all this stuff and like treating their players like entrepreneurs like there's so many nba players that are getting super business savvy and you know investing and like you know, getting an adventure and all like all this crazy stuff. So it's like the NBA looks at so rare in France, which France itself is really, really pushing for this, like, you know, entrepreneur revelation over there where they're really, really pushing business. So it really, really looks like they're like really, really like working together. And you saw really? like, the panel. Yeah. The panel was great. They were, they were all over. They had this great party. They were tweeting it from like all NBA accounts and stuff like that. Like Jeez, they had a party last nice. night. Uh, really, 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 really. 
you know it is what it is i'm kind of just rambling at this point kind of just like off the top of my head but whatever don't you come on this show and make fun of me bro no i do think it's cool i don't think that the nba went to do a game in france because of so rare but it is cool that so rare took advantage and made a few things happen in terms of meet those meetings and and live streams like you said that you're able to check out and bringing david silver into the office and i think good things are happening i for year one in NBA, light years ahead of year one in soccer and far, far ahead of year one in baseball as well. So you'd have to call this probably their most successfully launched new product in the history of the company So uh, on the, from that perspective. So I think there's only good things to expect from the future because they remain committed to game modes. Like you said, this was the first – this was the second week with no real news. They kind of – I don't know if they shot their wad or not, which is like busting out a bunch of different like wacky game modes, the defense only, the veteran, the, the U23, stuff like that was was actually really fun. They they never did like a rookies only, which I would have loved to see. But there's 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 more ideas in the hopper, I'm sure. They didn't they didn't want to bust them all out right away. And I'm and, and I'm hoping that they learn from some of this and bring some of these ideas to MLB. Maybe even some of them can come to soccer and just yeah, special special weeklies are fun. That that's what encourages you to go buy weird wild cards and also rewards you for holding on to random cards. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the magic of Sora. Did you did you find yourself buying cards for the special weeklies? Like, did you like? Because I know the prize pools weren't really that great. That but... is true. Although they were all, if you did well enough, the thing I liked about those special weekly prize pools is they had a lot of tier ones. Like they had, they had a lot, relatively a lot of tier ones compared to most of the prizes. So if you did well enough, you got paid off pretty nicely because that it was a good. You can't even win tier one limiteds in in champion limited, right? But you could win like twenty tier ones in the in the the defense only or the under twenty three. So I thought that was good. Um, I didn't buy a lot of cards. I've actually been. I just looked at my my gallery. I have not bought the. I have not bought a card for. A month i've and oh, wow. part of that part of that is just being a little bit less engaged than i was for the month before that and the other part is is just you know i've been able i've won one two three four five six i've won like 10 cards since then but i haven't and none of them are that great one of them, the porzingis limited probably the best one but uh i've been able to play the game and not have to buy too many cards for the last month or so but as i mentioned at the top of the show my results are kind of trending downwards so I may have to get back in the swing of of streaming a few guys and you know streaming the hot pick of the week and try to be, but you, that's always better when you can do it early, right? And so it's like it's just it takes work, you know. It's uh, if you if yeah. you I, I don't know if you could support yourself, but you could definitely put in the hours to make so rare MBA a full time job for sure. So um, I, I don't know what it would pay, but but it, it would definitely <laughs> take up the time of being a job. So uh, in that respect. You could say that I've been on vacation, even though I haven't put in teams in. But I'm about to start hitting it hard again. I just just being here talking to you guys got me kind of a little more like fired up to get back after it. And that was our know, plan. My, my outside so rare life is is slowing down a little bit again. Finally, so uh, yeah, watch for me on those leaderboards. Watch out, so rare world. I'm coming back with a vengeance. Ooh. Hell is coming with me, breathing fire, <laughs> all that shit. So yeah. Better watch out for the trip and be in the ball streets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, well, we were talking about that. I just looked. So they didn't really make a like an announcement this time, but the limited Western conference is out as this episode comes out on Friday. So the game lock today and I'm assuming Monday too. maybe they might do two weeks of Western kind of like do that, like one, like two game weeks full. 
but they did increase the reward pool. It went from like 100, 200 to 415, which is nice. And they kept the 20 tier one limiteds. Yep. So it's nice. really great. So it looks like they will kind of maybe rotate in. I know some people were speculating that these things would kind of like rotate in and out week to week. Uh, it would be nice if we can get like an official announcement in that so that maybe we can plan yeah. ahead. I really want. liked the defense only. The defense only was my favorite, like random specialty because <laughs> it's just it's just so out there and different from what you'd expect. So I, I really enjoyed it. It was, was too hard. You just play about you just put five centers in and you're good, you know. It's the Mason Plumley special, right? Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Not yeah. even the Walker Ke- Walker Kessler special, baby. Come on now. That's my guy. Yeah, it's a bonus season, all right. I get the, yeah, I get so big, big. here's a semi funny story about Sabonis. When he hurt his hand, it was it was the last game of the night, right? It was like a 10 peak, 10 30 tip like off type of night mm-hmm. or whatever. And he hurt his hand, he had a huge game, and then he hurt his hand and left with like two minutes left in the game, right? So, I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? There's gonna MRI this guy or you know, scan his hand tomorrow. I had his rare and his limited, and I loved him, and I was like, what do I do? And I was like, you know what? F it. I'm selling. I, I can't afford for to get bad news and have have this guy go to zero or go way down. You know, when I can sell him at a profit right now. So I posted. I posted at floor price. Sold the limited immediately, and then sold the rare a few out. You know, overnight basically. And I'm cackling to myself, and I'm like, oh, some dumb European just read the box score, didn't even know that he left hurt. Ha ha ha. You know, this is great. Like I just unloaded Sabonis on this fool. And then um, and then the news comes out. It's like, oh, Sabonis, he's uh could miss extended time. He might need his hand is completely messed up. You have surgery. And then I'm just like, ah, I'm the king. So I'm a so rare god of of like uh perfect selling, you know, and, and screwing uh, getting out from under injury situations before it's too late. And then and then he starts the next freaking game, and he's like still crushing. He's not missed any time, despite actually. This, I think like, he came back better. Yeah, it's like he did come back better. Yeah, I mean, what in the hell? So yeah, it's like uh, you know, that's what I get for for being proud of unloading uh, on someone who I thought was getting a bad deal, and now Sabonis. Yeah, his price is up. I think his price has continued to rise since I sold and all that stuff. So even with an L fifty, which is just insane. goes to show, you. yeah, 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 he, he's. There's no way he can win MVP on the Sacramento Kings team, but God dang, he's like just. Could you imagine where how bad they'd be without him? Just absolutely insane. I mean, they are third. That's crazy. The third in the West. This prize. Don't me. sleep on the Beam team. All right, I am full bought in beam. on the Beam. Light the Beam. All right, <laughs> all right. Dude, they beat the Lakers at the Crypto.com Arena, not a stable Center anymore. And there was a Light the Beam chant at the Crypto.com Arena. It That's was, pretty good. It's pretty nutty. Yeah. I, I'm so jealous of the beam. I like I like De'Aaron Fox. I have and I have like a couple like lower tier kings too, like the from rewards and stuff. I have like a Chimizy Matu and a yep. Savion Walker. Uh, say, what's that guy's name? Is it Savion Walker, the point guard, the third string point guard they have. Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell, yeah. Sorry. Savion Walker, I think, is a wide receiver for TC Hornfrog. So I apologize there. <laughs> Davion Mitchell, I have. Uh, and yeah, these guys, these cards are worthless because the Kings just play their starters constantly. And, uh, even yeah. when Sabonis has one hand, he's out there just completely crushing. So well, if it makes you feel I mean, better on the flip again. side though, on the flip side with Sabonis, I have a, uh, who was it? Rashawn Holmes. So when Sabonis first got hurt, I was like, super, I, I was obviously, I'm not celebrating an injury. I want to make that clear. I wasn't celebrating mm-hmm. an injury, but I was like, this is the next guy up. Like 
I won this as a reward. Like his price had already like took a huge jump. So I was super excited. And I like, I had him in my lineup that week. I was like, there's no way Sabonis is playing. He's going to miss time. And then he goes off in that first, that next game. And I was like, like what just happened? Like I was looking at the Mm -hmm. score and he put up like a two and I was like, there's, there's no way like this game still has to be going on. I look and it's like, Oh, Sabonis is back. And he's like, he's just playing through it. I was like, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely insane. So that's where Sora can get you. But like, that's been one of my, even though I'm kind of on the losing end of it, I did make a small profit, so I didn't lose too bad. So it's one of my favorite, you know, stories of the season as far as, uh, as far as so rare has Listen, gone. I've been on the fence with this for like a couple of weeks now, but I'm just sell, sell, sell. If, if it is up, if it's pumped, sell it because it's going to come right back down. I forget, I forget who it was, but I was looking today. I had like, I had plans like in the back of my mind to like sell a player and I was like, I don't know, like maybe I'll hold it for another week or two and it pumped and I was like, ah, no, it's all right. And oh, Jabari Walker for mm-hmm. the Blazers. You know, he's been kind of popping mm-hmm. off. He like his projections kind of popped off, kind of like moved into a little bit bigger role. I already had him. I think I bought him at like the beginning and I just, he's just been sitting there like, you know, worth a dollar for God knows how long. And finally happened. I was like, okay, do I play him? Do I not play him? And it was like, it just happened to be like limited under 2023. So I was just like, ugh, I'll keep him. And then, yeah, it just, it crashed down to lower than what I bought it for. And I was like, okay, like mm-hmm. I should have just sold it. Like, I'm just going to start selling stuff because almost everything that I'm and, like, like. And there's two different classes of, of guys, right? It's like Jabari Walker. Yeah. You sell Jabari Walker when he's, when he's high, because there, he, there's 50 other players that are like Jabari Walker that you can go find someone who's about to get hot. Where, whereas, you know, Zach Levine to, to bring it to Alex's squad or, you you know, you don't necessarily Ooh. have to sell a Zach Levine just because he's up. You because he can continue to help you night after night after night. Where, and even if he goes down a little bit, it's not really that big a deal. You're still going to be putting him in your lineups. Whereas if Jabari Walker goes down, it's for reasons because he's started to suck and and you wouldn't even want to play him. So, yeah, you when it, I kind of agree with you, Jorge. Like sells, I, I like hoarding cards and I like trying to like build a collection and I like having options and and not having to buy too much. But I do agree, like, when it's sort of that second tier of a player or just someone that's not really super trustworthy and they're up and you have a chance to sell at a profit, just do it. And then go buy somebody else who's cheap, pocket a little, pocket the difference, and, and wait for that player to go up, right? I mean, that's typically what I do with my, like, under, like, L20, because those are the guys that, like, you can kind of sneak in without, like, mm-hmm. taking too much risk, right? Like, seeing that, like, 10 to 20 you're like all right there's something here you can score some points like some of them have a higher ceiling than others like typically like you want to say around that range anything lower than that then you're you're just asking for trouble which i can't learn my i I can't learn my lesson and (laughs) and i know we've kind of had like conversations about this before and i don't remember if we've even done it on the podcast it all kind of just blurs together at some point but how do you feel about like selling depth like at the like higher level and like the 40s like high 30s 40s guys like when you start to get too many of them which you clearly can't play them all because there's just not enough competitions i know tripping at the very beginning you were upset because you just had all these smashers that like you couldn't put fit into a lineup how, how what is your stance on that do you still like do, do you keep them do you just hoard them like would you be more inclined to sell them even if it's not like a crazy profit because there's just it, it comes to a point where there's just too many of them they're just kind of sitting there doing nothing yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm sending guys like Markinen and Paul George into training each week and stuff like that. And it, it can get frustrating for sure. Markinen's L, L10 just got too high. 
Um, there's times when I don't play Embiid or Trey Young. And it's like, geez, you know, like, man, I, I invest a lot in these cards. So I know what you mean. I think with guys like that that are true stars, I I prefer to hold because A, year one edition, B, they're generally I I go towards young guys. I try not to get too many. I, I wouldn't hold I wouldn't hold anyone on the wrong side of twenty nine in that in that scenario at all for sure. But um, I do think there's some value in like the true stars holding on to them because a they might get hot. They might start to be a guy you need for four game weeks in a row. But it, you may you can sit them three game weeks and then play them five game weeks in a row after that and things like that. And let's see also. Just thinking about next year and where so rare goes and what when they are able to expand more competitions, when they bring in pro divisions, eventually you'd think they have to do that, hopefully sooner than later, that where you can mix limited and uh rare. Uh I hope that it happens and mix rare and super rare. They have that in soccer. You'd think it would 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 migrate over to basketball. And so yeah, that's why I have two Luca Limiteds. That my first my first four cards that I bought in this game were Jokic limited, Luca limited, Embiid limited, and then Luca limited again. Like I was like, my first buys are going to be like stud cards that I can rely on. And I've been able, thanks to these specials and things like that, I've been able to sneak Luca in almost everywhere. Like my second Luca, even after, like at first I would play one in limited champion and one in rare champion. But then when they got rid of mixed scarcity, then I was like, oh man, now I'm kind of stuck. But, but through the special weeklies, I've been able to like, slip my Luca in whether it's Western conference only or, you know, under 23 or defense only. I think there's only like one time when I had to send one of the Lucas into training. So that's been good, but that was still frustrating. So it it depends on the quality of the player and how much like future value you can like sort of extract or project for them down the road, I think would make that decision for me. I did. I probably need to sell Porzingis to be honest. It's probably too late, but this guy, he I, I he was crushing so hard like a month ago, and then now and he got he just, hurt. Then he's like, "Oh wait, it's freaking Porzingis. This happens all the time." And I <laughs> I sold, and so I was at a point where I was going to sell either Sabonis or Porzingis because I like they were my two rare like MVP guys, and I also had each of their limiteds. And I was like, I want to keep Sabonis and sell Porzingis, but then the hand thing happened with our uh, DeMontis and then it just, so then I switched my plan and uh, you know, now I'm stuck here with Chris Dubs. He's like, I, he's, he, I've had two champion lineups recently where Porzingis was my MVP and scored the lowest on the team. Just absolute. Oh, it's like my Giannis eight, dude. That yeah. was, that was, that was, that was, was a tough. fun week. There was, Oh, something I was thinking about today. Randomly. Is there, is there a case into buying guys when their L10 gets too high? I think, it, think, think, think about it. When their L10 gets too high, everyone's trying to dump them. Like, obviously, like, wait, don't buy the top. But you generally want to buy them when his L10 is too high and everyone's, like, getting out. It's like they're all just, like, undercutting each other. Because realistically, as soon as his L10 goes down again, everyone's going to want to scoop him back up again. So you front load it. So you pick it up while it's high while everyone's dumping. Because as soon as it goes down, price is going to spike. I was thinking about this today, and I was like, it can't be that easy. Like it can't, but we're getting to that point where at the beginning it was like, oh, get the good little guys with the low L10s and then ride them up. But then what happens there? Like we're reaching that peak, we're reaching the middle of the season. Like we're, people are starting to distinguish, distinguish themselves in tears. Like, is, is that a strategy? Is that something we can do? 
It's it's tough because I guess it depends if you're if you're buying the player when their L10 is too high, you're also not going to play them. So right. then they're kind of just sitting on your training lineups and kind of like what Trippin was saying with his extra Luca and Giannis, like or not Giannis Embiid, excuse me. Um, they're just sitting in your training lineups. You're kind of making that investment in hopes that it comes back down. But if they hit a hot stretch where they're playing out of their mind for let's just say a month, I mean, are you gonna want to sit on that card for another month where that L10 kind of stays the same or potentially gets even higher and then you really can't play them? So I think it kind of depends on the the player. If it's a superstar, I maybe you could get away with it depending on who it is. Um, but for some of like the the more role players that are kind of popping off with injury, I think as soon as it if it gets too high and people are selling, don't chase it because once that dips, then their value's all gone. Yeah, I do think there's something to the idea that having quote unquote too high of an L10 can make a a, a car a player's card less valuable. And I'm thinking of marketing when I think about this. Uh, he his L10 is 49. Vooch, it's just think? like, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's not. He's a good player, but he's more of a 39 player than a 49 player. But he just he had such a good run. So I'm looking at his price graph, and it 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 spiked up. His his limited. So his limited has had some different spikes where he's had like really good runs. If you look at his graph, or like. It's ha- it's kind of like the mountain, like a lot of good players. It goes up and then down, then up and then down. And yeah, like when it's going up, it's when he's he's in the process of raising his L10. But once the L10 gets too high, it's actually down. So like if you look, I bought this card um, at 0.038 limited, uh, and within a f- within within a week or excuse me, within a couple days, it was or he was already up at 0.08. So he like. 2x in value right after I bought him. Then he went way down a few days later to like less than what he I bought him. And this is like, you know, you mentioned uh one a player that was like that for you, Jorge, who's a little bit somewhat of a, a scrubbish or a role player, let's say. Larry Markinen's not a role player, he's like the most important player on the jazz. So he, he all these players are experiencing. I do think you're you're there's some merit to your strategy, Jorge. What I would say is that it's hard to um to nail it. It's hard to nail the timing on that for sure. Oh, so. it's, it's definitely like a perfect situation. Like but when you're, that your should be part it. Of, it should be part of your scouting. It should definitely be part of your scouting. Like look for guys who are like, okay, this guy's L 10 is too high. It's going to come down. So his card value will go up because of that. Because it, like card values of guys, card values sort of ebb and flow on a guy's projection versus L 10. Right. So like when, Right now, a lot the everyone's projecting marketing for, you know, in the third high thirties, but his L tens in the high forties just gets a bunch of good games. But the thing, I think, if you're doing that, one thing that you should really do is be very knowledgeable and aware of when exactly this L ten is going to drop. So you need to like look at the last ten games and see which scores are about to to drop off there. You know, so you like know that will help you with the timing of it. Be like, okay, hey, and in three days, this guy loses a 50 and a 42 from his L10. And, and, and replace it with like a 10 and yeah. a 15. Like, Yeah, exactly. So so stuff like that, that'll help you with the timing of it for sure. I don't know. I'm just, I'm always trying to like find the contrarian view because I'm like, okay, cool. Everybody's like dying to catch the low L10, like play of the week or whatever. It's like, okay, well, that's cool. While everybody's money's going over there, they're probably like looking like, oh, I need this guy. I'm Let me just dump this guy because I can't use him anymore. And then boom, that's how you catch a deal. Yeah, catch him on the flippy flip. 
But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one of those things like you're knowing you're putting that ETH in there and it's gonna sit. But even then, if he's smashing like that, play him. Like do that contrarian play. Like hopefully Lucas sits. You know, maybe, 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 you know, he just has a rough game. If Giannis could put up an eight, I mean Luca could do anything at this point. So <laughs> you never you never know. Keep the faith. Keep the faith, you know. Dallas needs help. Mark Cuban don't think so, but everybody else does. So Hey, tripping. I don't think I don't think you were here for the last episode when we did this. You want to do a card swap with us? So this is about one of my favorite things you guys do. I love that you do the card swaps live on the show. I think it's so great. Unfortunately, I'm my next swap is 12 hours away from, oh. from this recording session. So I'm just gonna have to be a spectator on this one. Bro, you just love do you do you I use do the swap it. function a lot? I do. I use it, I use it a lot, and I'm always trying to what I'm trying to ha- get everybody. My my goal with the with common swaps is to try to have a, a common of of every single player in the league. We'll see. Hmm. Whereas in MLB, I'm just swapping, trying to get Rangers. I'm just <laughs> swapping Yankees for Rangers. Basically. Honestly, like I'll swap like really bad players for like rookie cards. I love collecting common. That's rookies. yeah, it's good like, call as well. Mm-hmm. Even if like nobody, even if they're worth nothing, I'm like, cool. I just want to look at my gallery and like have all these rookie cards. And mm-hmm. if silver NBA lasts for the next twenty years, like. Five years from now, I still want to be playing my rookie card, Paolo Bancaro, common because I got one. We'll see what you guys got. Yeah. All right, Alec. I don't even know. Since you cheated last week, I still don't even know. Who uh, again, no cheating. It was agreed upon before it happened. Um, let me find him real quick. So I have Cody Martin. I have not done it this week because his price has kind of stayed the same. Um, he's actually he was hurt and missed a couple of games. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, so first one that we got here. Jordan Goodwin from the Wizards. I Ooh. this is going to be terrible for me to pronounce that's, here. That's a good play, actually. Um, Latko Kankar from Denver. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I feel like I've seen the name, but just the fact that I have to pronounce it right now, and I know I butcher that, I feel terrible about. Um, we got him, Jackson Hayes from New Orleans, who I kind of like a lot. Um, George's Niang, former Iowa State Cyclone, who was there for forever. So if you're a college basketball fan. That's a guy. Uh, and then Devontae Graham, also from New Orleans. So um, I don't know. Cody Martin, I, I trust once he gets fully healthy again and kind of ramps up his minutes, um, I think he's going to continue to play more as L10's only at 15 and the three or four games he's played. I think he put up a 12 of 14 and a 15. Um, man, I don't know. You said Jordan Goodwin was someone to look after? Yeah, Jordan Goodwin's been he's been kind of sneaky. Like it's kind of situational what makes it rough for the swaps, but he was a lot of play at one when Beal first went out, but then he was pretty bad. So and the Wizards are pretty bad. Uh, so you never know. If if the Wizards situation is right, that's a good play because that's definitely someone that will pick up minutes and will put up for you. But that's it's very situational. I, I kind of wanted to do Jackson Hayes for a bit, but now that I'm looking at it, his price skyrocketed when uh, Zion got hurt, and it has been nothing but decreased drastically every single day since. So, um, you know, what? I'm going to stick with Cody Martin this week. I'm going to we're going to trust the process here. I think once he gets healthy, his minutes are going to go back up, his scores are going to go back up. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna ride with it for uh, for one more week here. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a play. I I am stuck. I am regressing uh goga like as soon as we did the swap last week after we talked about it uh he was also out on an illness so did not play like i think he didn't play one game and he didn't do much and he played six minutes the other night so uh it ain't looking too hot and i got jake laravia from memphis which is a rookie who is 
kind of hot, but also is not really playing right now, so it doesn't really get me up. I got a Caleb Houston for the Magic rookie. You know what I'm saying? But he's down in the G League mm-hmm. right now, which actually he like he like had a really good showing in the G League, so uh, not ready for the NBA, but there is something there. Uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr., also a rookie from Memphis I've never heard of, and Isaiah Roby from the Spurs. And then DeAndre Jordan from Denver, which I'm not even going to get into because he's still in the league. Jeff Green. Yeah, exactly. And he's a backup Good to Jeff for Green. Him. And we all know how I feel about Jeff Green. He's he's sticking until Udonis Haslam leaves. <laughs> <laughs> which might never happen either. Yeah, so. exactly. You never know. Uh, I mean, do I go with Jake LaRavia and hope that Memphis kind of rests maybe and rotates a They've bit? won 11 straight games, so I don't I don't really think they're slowing down at any point. Yeah, but they got they got to uh, be tired at this point. Uh, he played four minutes and then fourteen minutes the other two nights back to back, and then he hasn't played at all. Um, he missed one game. Oh, he's currently in the G League. As oh, of is he? Seventeenth. Oh. oh, as of two days ago. Nice. So. Okay. Is it DeAndre Jordan season, dude? No. <laughs> God. No. no. Just do a no swap. At Please that point. no. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, the Pacers are still dealing with injuries. Gog is back from whatever kept him out of whatever. I guess we're sticking with Goga, I guess. Dude, this swap was so fun at the beginning. And I was kicking butt. And Alec uh, left you in my dust and all of us. Dude, it's just, it's regrets so bad. All because of Jeff Green, who got hurt. <sighs> whatever. All right, Goga. Tough scene. Tough scene. We're staying with Goga. We didn't get a trip and B swap, unfortunately. We got to do better with telling people, be like, hey, don't do your swap early. Because that even happened to us. We recorded a show and then we had to come back like three hours later because I had done the swap early. <laughs> and like, uh, a, little, is, a little It insight. is a great feature of the show. Trust me. I hope it never goes away. Thank you. Thank you. Eventually, once uh, things settle down, I'll be able to make like a graphic to where we've been from now and then hopefully like start pumping it out more. But like, it's been a little hectic. But after this weekend, it should be over. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Daniel, Trip B, the man, the myth, the legend. Mr. B. Mr. B, one of our favorites. Is there anything you want to get off your mind? Anything that's been tickling you on the so rare NBA spectrum that you want to like maybe get out? Maybe? No, we covered it all. uh, (laughs) And if if we forgot anything, I know you guys will be on top of it next week because that's what kind of show y'all are. I love it. We try, we try, we try. Alec, you got anything on your mind? Anything? Uh, let's go Bulls. Bulls are back. Um, <laughs> all the all the mm, semi-usual nice. stuff um, kind of depends on uh, the, the most recent game result for the Bulls on whether or not we're back. So obviously picked up the win today in uh, in France nonetheless. So Dale and Terry um, did get two points. Just saying. Dale and Terry. He also didn't miss a shot. So I don't know what the record is for uh, for shooting percentage and uh, games played outside of the country. But uh, better than Michael Jordan, I'd say that. His name's up there for sure. Is Dalen Terry the next Michael Jordan? I don't know. People are saying so. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it's all good. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Good luck in your game week. Win more than the Tier 5 Common. I believe in you. Whoosh.